Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. love the story of the Israelites. You know, in the Bible, it talks about them going on a what should have been an 11-day journey, and it took them 40 years to get to the promised land. And even though that sounds shocking, I think if we'll be honest, a lot of us have been journeying way longer than we should be trying to get to the place that God's called us to. And, you know, I think there's different things and different reasons why they went on that journey. Um, but I want to look at four different reasons why I think uh, that it took them longer than what it should have and why it takes us longer than it should to get to where God's called us to. You know, the first thing that we see the Israelites doing is complaining complaining. And if we'll be honest, this is what we're guilty of ourselves in Exodus 16, 8. It says this, that you are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. In other words, God takes it personally when we start complaining. No matter if we're complaining about our car, our jobs, our coworker, our spouse, or maybe just a situation that we find ourselves in, God doesn't take it that we're complaining about that, but he takes complaining personally that you're complaining against him. And first, Thessalonians 5.18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you. You know, complaining does this. It's training your mind to see the negative in your life. And I believe that the more that we complain, the more of the things we don't want, we call into our life. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So in our lives, if we have a lot to complain about, it's because we've been complaining in the days before. But on the opposite end, if we have a lot to be grateful for, it's because we live our lives from a place of gratitude. You know, I think that our life is either as good or as bad as we make it. And here the Israelites were. They were on this journey and God was providing it for them in some really miraculous ways. But all they could see is what isn't working out. You know, I want to tell you that in your life, if you feel yourself complaining all the time, maybe that's the way that you're assisting the enemy. And what complaining does is it glorifies what the enemy is doing in your life. And what gratitude does is it glorifies what God is doing in your life. It's making yourself look and see what God is doing. I know in my own life, if I want to get into a negative place and get into a place where I feel defeated and feel worthless, all I have to do is spend a few minutes complaining. But on the opposite end, if I want to change my mood and change my view of my circumstance, all I have to do is spend a few minutes in gratitude and it shifts everything. The next thing I want to talk to you about is fear. I think fear is one of the ways that we assist the enemy. In our life, I think that we are either making our decisions through fear or we're making it through faith. In life, you either hate change so much that you are willing to lose, or you hate losing so much that you are willing to change. And what fear does is it makes you live your life in an expectation that something bad is going to happen. And faith lives its life in expectation that something good is going to happen. In 1 John 4.18, I love this so much. It says that perfect love casts out fear. So I've often heard people say, well, the opposite of fear is 
faith. No, that's not true. The opposite of fear is love. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. So the truth is that in our life, that when we begin to question if we are loved, fear is the result. But when we know that we are loved, we begin to have faith. See, our faith will only explore the areas in our lives that we believe that we are loved. So whenever we question our God's love for us in our finances, then we live our life in fear about money. Whenever we question God's love for us as far as um, our job goes, then we live our life in fear. Any area of your life that is under the influence of fear, you are in a place of questioning God's true love for you. But the more that you believe that you are loved, the more courage begins to build up in you and the more faith begins to rise up in your heart and in your life. I think fear keeps us just like the Israelites. They came in and they believed the worst case scenario. They lived their life 40 years in the wilderness where God didn't want them to be all because they were fearful about going in and taking the land. You know, I want to tell you that a lot of times we let our mind go through the worst case scenario. What if you began to let your mind wonder about what would happen if God showed up? What would happen if this business turned around? What would happen if all of a sudden all my debt was paid? What would happen if my book did get published? What would happen? See, that is the way faith thinks. Faith believes and expects something good going to happen. Ephesians 3.20, that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask, think, or imagine. But fear has one objective, and that is to keep you where you've always been. It doesn't want you to explore new horizons, and it doesn't want you to go new places. In fact, fear is the thief that robbed Peter of a walk on water with Jesus. But it's also the one that kept the emotion that kept 11 disciples inside the boat. I want to ask you, what is fear taking from your life? If we allow fear to continuously decide the decisions we make, keeping us from believing that we are fully loved by God, we never are able to go in and take everything that God has for us. The next thing that I think robs us, the way that we um, are assisting the enemy in our life, is living our lives with self-centeredness. In other words, it's all about us all the time. In James 4, 6, in the Passion Translation, it says this, God resists you when you are proud, but pours out grace when you are humble. See, I think in, in our church and in our world today, we need less t- teaching on influence and more about giving it away. I think if we became more focused on how can I make other people great? How can I help other people go further? Instead of how can my name be famous? How can more people know about who I am? See, self-centeredness will always rob you of the destiny that God has for you. And when you think about even Satan, he fell because it became all about him. In fact, Jesus tells so many parables um, throughout the New Testament. He tells of a man who was blessed um, in a great way and he consulted himself and he decided, I will build bigger barns. And he goes through this whole dialogue. In other words, he became the center of his world. And I'll just tell you that if the only reason you're praying and asking God for something is so you can be more famous, you can be more well-known, so you can have a nicer house, so you can have fill in the blank, then you're living a 
self-centered small life. And God wants us to things to come to us to go through us. I love Abraham. God tells him, I'm going to bless you and through you, the nations of the earth shall be blessed. What God was saying was we were never meant to be the center of the world. In fact, we are made to be a vessel through which blessings come into our life and then flows out to others. The enemy wants nothing more for you to live your life in a small self-centered way. So I want to ask you. If God answered every prayer that you've been praying, if tomorrow morning you woke up with every prayer that you've been praying, would the world be changed or would just your world be changed? And I hope and pray, my prayer is that if God answered all my prayers tomorrow, I pray that the world around me is changed. My hope is that my prayers aren't just all self-centered, but that I'm thinking about others and I'm continuously saying, God, in me and through me, let your blessings flow. The next thing I want to tell you that I think the enemy does is isolate. He tries to get us isolated. I love this in Deuteronomy 32.30. It says that one can put a thousand to flight, but two could put 10,000 to flight. I love this in Matthew 18.19. It says any two touch anything agreeing, it shall be done for them. So in other words, I just want to put it like this, that when God, God, there is a multiplication effect that happens when you get united with other people. So if I'm the enemy and I know that you are the most powerful when you're with other people, What's the one thing I'm going to do? I'm going to try my best to get you offended and get you isolated. Offense is one objective is to isolate you from other people. The enemy will whisper lies to you that you are unloved, that you are unwanted. And he'll tell you that for one reason. Why? Because he knows by yourself, you can only put a thousand to fight, but two, you can put 10,000 to fight. See the walls that we build, um, keep sadness out, but it also keeps joy from getting in. And a lot of times, I've found in life that the areas where I built walls up and trying to keep the hurt out, trying to keep myself protected, what it also did is it kept the joy in all the good things that God had for me. And in turn, it it doesn't let me influence and impact the world around me. I want to tell you that God has a big plan for you, but you're never going to get there if you keep complaining, you let fear make the decisions, you live your life in a self-centered way, and you continue to isolate yourself. It's time to stop a the devil and start getting on the side with Jesus and go in and take everything that he's promised us. So, hey, I hope you got something out of that. Hey, I've got a really awesome email list and I've got an incredible study on Genesis that I am finishing up right now and it is hopefully going to go to print soon. And if you want to be the first to know about it, you want to be on my email list and you find out about different events I'm doing, different courses I have, all the things that are available. And that link is down below in the show notes. And so, hey, with all that said, we do me a favor share this with your friends and family take a screenshot share it on your instagram or maybe on your facebook and i'd love to see that this podcast is reaching so many people truly from the bottom of my heart thank you so much every share means so much and it's so amazing to hear how people are finding out about this so hey with all that said let's do something awesome for god this week